15 says. Okay, this is what it says. God said to Noah, I know, powerful. Then verse 17 says, release the animals so they can be fruitful and multiply. Right now, you're not an animal if you're hairy or whatever. No, no, no. What, but God spoke to Joshua. If we know the Noah's Ark story, that the earth was empty and there was no animals left. Amen? So I have agreement in this place. So then what, uh, they released them from the ark. They were the animals that survived and they filled the lack. And God spoke to me and said, Josh, there's a youth ministry in Port Lincoln, one youth baby, that we're going to see young people, whether they're the small person that scurries along the ground, whether they're lost, it doesn't matter what type of person. You might be a preacher. You might be a song leader. You might just be someone that can smile really good and make someone else's day. But we're going to release them to be fruitful and multiply. And I just really believe that in these next few years, we're going to see worship leaders that just go, that we're just like, where did they come from? Because we release the animals. That could be you. That could be me. I hope it's not me singing. But it could be you. And I just want to believe that we can see you have just front row, take a swivel your head. What's going on? It's like the biggest night. What is going on? This is ridiculous. This is a miracle. Praise break. Oh, wow. Wow. There you go. That's so amazing. So who, who's ready to, we, we can preach, give us a start at my time and our tie, and then we, we'll, get, we'll get going. Youth preaching. That's my name, youth preaching. All right. The original squad. Can someone say that? The original squad. So... 2020, we're going to be looking at, anyone Anyone know what we're going to look at next year, 2020? Romans 1, 2, 3, yes. Faith, and we're going to be looking at faith. Who remembers that? We had the warning. Remember that? Well, we're going to be, we're going to be looking at that next year, but this year, what have we been focusing on? Squads. Squads, supernatural. But youth, we've been looking at squads, yes? Oh, quickly, can we just give the one up, a hand that'll come? Noah, Josh, Scarlett, so good to have you. They, they can never visit youth again because they're youth now. Like there's no breaks. They are youth now. So that's so awesome. We've grown by three, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So we've been looking at squads. So um, if you've got a Bible, who's got a Bible? Great job. Yes, I, I, I see those Bibles. I see that Bible. I see that in faith. And notepads, I see it in faith. So if you're taking notes, the title is the original squad. And so if you've got your Bible, go to the book of Daniel chapter 2. Don't look at my handwriting of Daniel. People reckon it looks like the word David. And I can see it, but it was Daniel. But go to the book of Daniel chapter 2. So we're looking at the original squad, or you could say the ultimate squad. The ultimate squad. Now what's a squad? Does it, do we have any gamers in this building? What, what's a squad? What game do you have squads in? Battlefield. Battlefront 2, baby. Star Wars. Anyone else? Yep. Call of Duty squads. Yep. Any other squads in this place in social media? Any? Any? Uh, social Rainbow media. Rainbow Six Siege. Every game has squads. It's like, the, it's like the vibe of 2019. Who knows what I'm talking about? It's like Fortnite came out, then every game had squads. It's like original. PUBG. PUBG, was it? Sorry. I take that back. Let's not argue. I know for myself, once I started playing Fortnite, every game that I played after Fortnite had squads. So that's just my experience, not probably... I don't want to start any so, uh, gaming fights. Sorry. Then, when you watch TV, or when... And so, obviously, those squads are normally a team of three or a team of four. Yes? That's what the squads are in gaming. Then, when you watch TV, TV or movies was full of squads. I think of Star Wars. The original squad was Luke, Princess Leia, Han Solo, and... Chewie. Yes? Anyone agree with me? You, if you're a kid, Wiggles. 
do the propeller, do it round and round. Okay, no, all right. Um, Team NT, anyone else, any famous quickly squads that they think of when they think of their childhood? Squads, no. Helia, there's two. What, Mr. Krabs, SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick. <laughs> Patrick. All right, so we understand. So squads, we see them everywhere. Gaming, TV, movies, we see squads. Teletubbies. But, so we, yes, amen. We see squads, we know squads. And in this book here, this Bible is full of squads. I encourage you to read it. You'll find them. Say, where can I find a squad today? Daniel chapter 2. So, can I pray? But obviously, before I pray, squads, these groups of three or four, solve challenges and resolve conflicts. That's what a squad does. They don't just, oh, we're buddies. Bong, like, bananas in the jars. No, they, squads come together to achieve something. It's about what you can do together, not being a solo hero. So Genesis, oh, I'm going to pray. Sorry. Sneak peek, next verse, Genesis 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 26. We're going to pray. Holy Spirit, give me grace. Thank you that you could speak through me despite my mistakes. But we just believe, God, that we're not just here to end youth on a pizza coma, but we're here to contact you. We want to be full of the Holy Spirit. We want an encounter with you that when 2020 hits, we're there with passion. We're there just believing for breakthroughs that we can see St. Joe's filling rows in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. All right, we're going to start Genesis chapter 1, verses 26. Now, there's, see the bold? Can you see the bold words? Yep. Can you, when we get to that, can you say that with me? All right. Then God said, let us, great job, make human beings in our image to be like us. It was meant to be capital. All right, bold. Us again. Say us. So let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Oh, I've got this. Our image. In our likeness. What translation is that? Awkward. I read it wrong here. I'm going to read the wrong version on my iPad. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and all the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God said, let us, being God, make humans in our image to reign. He, okay, he, he wants to go on a journey here. Anyone want to go on a journey? Thank you, Sean. Go, thank you, Sean. We have pets. Yes? Pets don't have people. Wow, that's profound. That's, ponder that. We have pets. Pets don't have people. We have zoos. Zoos don't have people. Oh, yeah? yeah? I've never, you don't hear the elephant going, Brrr! like, check out my pet, Sean. No, you don't hear monkey, speaking monkey, look at my pet, Piper. We don't see it. Now, this is, this is, this is going to change your life. Animals can be faster, like a cheetah, stronger, like a gorilla, <laughs> and deadlier than humans, right? We understand that animals' physically ca- capacity can be better than what humans can do, yes? If I was patting a snake, patting a snake, right, and, I, and then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to bite it. The, the snake would be like, hmm, nice massage, right? But then, yeah, well, I don't know. But if the snake bit, my, me biting a snake would do nothing to the snake. It's like, it was like, uh, 
It bit me. If the snake bit me, I would die. I would cark it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, perhaps, no, you don't get it. So a snake's bite is deadlier than my bite. Yes? Thank you, Sean. Uh, Cameron, same one. Same to you. Thank you. Just, and so then, if I, so then if I go swimming with a shark, I'm lunch. If I go running with lions, I'm lunch. Anyone agree with me? I don't go swimming with sharks. I don't go dancing with lions because I don't want to be their lunch. But despite them being stronger, physically, more deadlier, I own them. They don't own me. Same with you, right? We would agree with that. And so despite our apparent physical weaknesses, God made us to reign. Humans are in control of all. But that's not our focus because we read that. It says that we, we created in God's image to reign, right? So that's an element, but we don't want to really focus on that element today. We're going to focus on the, me and Pete tried to pronounce this earlier. It's like this is a tongue tie. Plurality, um, plurality, pluralness. We're going to focus on God's plurality, the plural, the pluralness of God. All right, we're going to be focusing. That's what we want to focus on. That Bible is a pluralness of God. So God speaks of Himself as us and our, our. I don't go to Sean. Let's make us a pizza in our image. I don't say that because I'm Josh. But God says it because he's plural, right? So we're going, to, we're going to unpack this a little bit. The book of Mark, chapter 1, that's going to be on the screen, verses 9 to 11, says this. One day, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John, the, John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart, and the Holy Spirit... Descended on him like a dove. Beautiful little dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Is that, is that how people picture God, or are they more picture like, You are my dearly loved son? No, I, I picture like the big heavens booming, yeah? That's how, I, that's how I read the Bible. I hear God going, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Sorry if that's not how you hear God. But so we, in what we just read, we met four people. John... And God. That's, that's, we met John and God. So some quick mass. <laughs> John the Baptist and God equals four people. Wow, that did change your life. Take, wait, let's leave right now. Be blessed. God plus John the Baptist equals four people. We read the four people of God in this scripture, right? So we got the, God is three persons. Jesus, the son, he got baptized. He got dunked in the Jordan. The Holy Spirit was like a dove. And then we had the Father, the audible from heaven. You are my son. Right? We, the, we, I am a father. <laughs> we got, yeah, we got three points, but uh, we got three quick, three quick points on what that just teaches us, right? First of all, we got to get baptized. If you've been baptized, amen, good job. If you haven't been baptized, I encourage you to get baptized, to get dunked. Come on. Um, so Matthew twenty eight nineteen says what? Uh oh. Matthew twenty eight nineteen says it, it basically talks about the, Jesus says go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. So being baptized is a sign that you are a disciple. If you're going to make a decision, say you know what? I choose Jesus. Baptism is like a sign that you have been a disciple. So get baptized. That's the first thing we learn from what we see about Jesus. 
The second thing we see that um, it says we need an encounter with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus gets baptized. We need to get baptized. It says that um, God, uh, sorry, that Jesus had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. We need an encounter with the Holy Spirit. You need an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be a witness. So we get baptized, then we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need an encounter with the Holy Spirit to do something in our life. Sorry, I was going to correct that. It's not the Holy Spirit, it's Holy Spirit. I don't say the Piper, I don't say the Noah, I say Noah. So it's Holy Spirit, that's his name, it's not the Holy Spirit. That's just like, sorry, for, uh, forgive me for mispronouncing him. Then, God, then number three, God loves you. And we bring him joy just because. Like, so it's, um, have we got Ephesians 4, uh, Ephesians 1, 4? Sorry, it says this. For God, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So what's that saying is before let there be creation, God saw Ethan. God saw Maddie. God saw all of us. And loved us before everything even began. And, uh, and you got to have, and so for some context with this baptism of Jesus. So he gets baptized. Then he had a three-year window where his ministry began and he changed the world. In three years, this was the starting point of that three-year journey. So before he did anything, before he even prayed for Sean and he got an extra eye, before he did all of those miracles, God says, I love you and I'm well pleased in you. And we got to understand, before Pete started doing sound at youth, we love him for doing that, but we loved him and God loved him before he did that. God loved Josh before he started to preach. You've got to understand, you've got to get a revelation that God loves you and is pleased with you before you do anything. He loved you and he desired you. You might go, look at my mistakes, look at my failings. God says, I don't care about that stuff. I loved you, Ella, before you were even born. And you've got to understand that. It doesn't matter what society wants to tell you. You were designed and created by God before the world was in his, in his sight. So, intro is nearly over. So we believe that Adam was the first human, yes? We believe Adam was the first human. And so I've got a quick story from when I was in reception with this. So I went to school. I went into reception. I was at a public school, Mount Barker South Primary. The, so it was in my first week of school, and the vice principal came in to inspire us for learning. It's so awesome. School, oh, it's such amazing. So the vice principal comes in. This um, learning is awesome. Everything is learning at school. And so this principal, this vice principal is trying to encourage us to learn. And she goes, there's so many questions, children, that, that we don't yet know the answers to. An example is, who were the first humans? And I'm like, you're the vice principal and you don't know that question. That's your biggest question in life. I'm like, why am I at school, mum and dad? I know that. Adam and Eve, right? But this vice principal has no idea. And that, that, that was stumped on that question. Who are the first humans? It's like, that's like, that's like um, Sunday School 101. Adam and Eve, like, so there you go. I did. I told her. I'm like, uh, so Adam and Eve? And I'm like, huh? But, so we, but we believe Adam and Eve were the first humans. Sorry about that story. It wasn't that funny. So God made Adam. God sculpted him from the dust, yes? We know that. And so... Um, when we read Genesis 1, we see the creation account. God made coffee and saw that it was good. God made water and wind and surf and said it was good. God made all of these things and said it was deadly in Sean's vocabulary. That's his translation. He saw that and it was 
deadly. So there's all these things God created and saw that they were good. But then we get to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, and something was not good. So this is what it says. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So then God steals his rib and then builds Eve. There we go. There. There it is. So God had his squad and Adam did not. Right? We are not designed to be loners. Can you poke the person beside you and say, you are not designed to be a loner? John T., you are not designed to be a loner. Daniel, you're not designed to be a loner. If you're, do we have any introverts in this building? Raise your hand. Me. Introvert means you don't like talking to people. You like, you'd rather be a hermit crab. Me. I'm an introvert. Who loves a bit of solitude? Yes. Don't come in my room. Leave me alone. Let me play Star Wars. Yeah. Story saying there is nothing wrong with introvert. There's nothing wrong with solitude. But there is a thing where you are created for community. You are actually designed to be in a squad. There is times for solitude, but you've got to understand you're not designed to be a loner for the rest of your life, okay? So, <laughs> we are created for community. So, so basically, um, we, got to see, we see that God was Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father. Three persons, one being. God, we call that Trinity, right? So God is a community. God is a squad. And so that's how God is built. And we're made in his image and we've got to reflect that. We've got to be in community. So that's why it says in Psalms uh, 68, so chapter 68, verse 6, God places the lonely in families. God places the loner in a family, right? We can read that in our own translation. God places the lonely in a squad. You've got to understand that you go, you know, I'm a loner, I'm in solitude. You've got to believe that God's going to place you in a squad for something powerful. Oh, okay. Now the point. Let's get to it. Every night at the book of Daniel chapter 2, I'm going to have to quickly give us some context. Are we cool for some context? King Nebuchadnezzar. Anyone watch, what, anyone watch VeggieTales? The Barney, the Barney. Ooh, I love. I think I preached about this, didn't I? So this is, a, this is a similar squad, but a different situation. So King Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> had a nightmare. Anyone had a nightmare in this place? Oh, I get nightmares when I watch scary movies, so I just watch Mr. Bean and I'm fine. But obviously, obviously King Nebi, Nebuchadnezzar, he wasn't watching horrors. He just had a, a spiritual nightmare, right? So, and this is what the Bible says. Um, he had a disturbing dream and it deeply troubled him. That's what the Bible says. So he calls in all the wise. So, and then King Nebuchadnezzar is in a town called Babylon or a city called Babylon, a country called Babylon. Everyone say Babylon. Babylon. So he calls in all the wise men from Babylon, the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers. And he goes, wise men, I had a, uh, I had a nightmare. Help a brother out, right? I had a nightmare. Help a brother out. Simply, this is what he says, simply tell me what my dream was and what it means. So that's what he asked the wise men. Then the wise men go, yo, Neb, we got a better idea. You tell us the dream and we'll tell you what it means. Back to King Neb. He, the, <laughs> King Nebuchadnezzar then goes, I thought you were the best of the best. I thought you knew what you were doing. 
if you are so good as you claim to be, you tell me what my dream was and what it means. Then we're going to read it from verse 10, right? This is what it says. The astrologers, oh, and sorry, I'll say this. Back, back to King Neb. If you can't tell me what the dream means, you're dead. And everyone else is dead. He's pretty blunt to the point. You're dead. You're, you're out of here. But if you tell me the dream, all oh, your wildest dreams are going to come true. You're going to win the lottery. You're going to, you're going to win Gargaboo. All your dreams, your wildest dreams could come true. So verses 10, chapter 2, verses 10. The astrologers reply to the king, No one on earth can tell the king his dream. And no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked such a thing of any magician, enchanter, or astrologer. The king's demand is impossible. No one except the gods can tell you your dream, and they do not live here among people. Newsflash, astrologers, wise men, gods aren't real. God is real, but they're gods, little g. He's not real. Chapter 12, sorry, chapter 12. Verse 12, the king was furious when he heard this, and he ordered that all the wise men of Babylon be executed. You gotta love that. Verse 14, when um, Ar- A- Ariok, uh, Ariok, whatever his name is, the commander of the king's guard came to kill them, Daniel handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. Verse 15, he asked Arok, and this is what it says in the Message Bible, why this all of a sudden, back to what we're reading, why has the king issued such a harsh decree? So old mate told him all that had happened. Well, you see, old mate King Nebuchadnezzar had a nightmare. He wanted you wise men to tell him what the dream was and interpret it for him. You just couldn't, and so now he's killing you. And then David's like, yo. So... Daniel, thank you, not David. Wrong, wrong part of the Bible. So, so basically, you're dying because no one could answer the dream. The nightmare. So then verse 16, Daniel went at once to see the king and requested more time to tell the king what the dream meant. Pause. Daniel, not David, Daniel had an issue, right? Daniel had a death sentence. Just picture yourself right now having a death sentence. Don't too hard, but... Picture yourself in, you've just had someone knock on the door. It's a police. You got a death sentence. You come with me. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be in the most clearest of headspaces in that situation, right? It wasn't his fault and it wasn't his plan. He, through things unbeknownst to him, he had a death sentence. If you had someone arresting you to lead you to death, how do you respond? Ponder that. What do you respond in that situation? We face many issues. We, we face issues in our life, though. We might not necessarily be facing the death sentence by execution, but we face major issues and problems in our life. We we may not have the army or the police coming to arrest us and execute us, but we face some desperate issues that are out of our control. Things could be like uh, some a family member's badly sick and could die from that sickness, cancer, this or that. Um, it could be your parents are getting split up or divorced. You, you can't control that, but that is a horrible situation. You might be moving towns. You might have lost a job. There's so many things in your life that you can go, you know what, this has wrecked my life. Does it, do I, do I have, have an understanding of what that's like, whether some of those things can happen? But we've got to ask, what do we do when that happens? How do we respond when the thing that's come to wreck our life, how do we negotiate that? And so I think Daniel's response that we're about to read 
is a great thing for us to learn from. We've got to take a lesson from Danny. All right? So verse 17. Then Daniel went home and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, more commonly known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If that's how you pronounce it. And Daniel 1.7. So we know those guys. We've looked at that squad before. He goes to his squad and says, yo, squad, keep reading. Then Daniel went home and told his friends, or his squad, what had happened. He urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. Daniel got himself a squad. Shove the person next to you say, get yourself a squad. Get yourself a squad. Verse 19, verse 19, that night the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. Some days you just need a praise party. Yeah? Some days you just need a praise party. If I was Daniel and I had a death sentence, next minute that thing's reversed. I don't know about you, but I'll be like, pause. It's time for a praise break. So I've got to get an illustration here going for you. So look at my, if you want to know what a praise party is in your bedroom, there's a good tutorial on Jay, Josh Santosofano. Um, uh, search that up. And that could give you a good tutorial of what a good praise party is, right? But there's going to come a time in your place where you praise God for a miracle in your life. We've got Daniel, saw a miracle, and he did a praise party. We've got to get an ability to go, you know what, I'm going to praise party. So you know what? I, my flight into Port Lincoln was safe. Come on, please. Oh, 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 oh. oh, I've got to wait for the bit. Ready? Praise party. Hey, hey. You get the picture. Honestly, you might think, what the heck is he doing? But there is times in my life where I go, you know what? I'm going to pause right now. I'm not going to praise God for the miracle. We've got a youth band. I've got to pause right now and give a glorious shout to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because I believe for a praise. I've had to make, I've learned the lesson from Daniel. You've got to pause and praise God for the miracle. You've got to take a step and go, you know what? Praise break, because I'm thankful God for answering my prayer. All right. Can, can, we, can, you, can I challenge you to get out of your comfort zone? Can you just stand up right now? Stand up right now. Just, just do it for me. And let's just give a 10-second praise break for the good things that God's done. It might be for the music team. It might be we've seen the next show, Row at Youth. Can we just give 10 seconds and you just give a praise break to God for whatever you're thankful for? All right, let's go. Three, two, one, ten. God, we thank you for the band. We thank you for your hand. We just thank you for what you're doing in our youth ministry. We just give you our praise. Amen. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Great job. But I encourage you to pause and get your praise break on because we've got to thank God for miracles. We're nearly done. We're nearly done. So Daniel had an issue, but he understood that he was made in the image of God. He understood that he wasn't created to be a loner in isolation, but he had to get around a squad to help him, right? And so uh, the squad wasn't a group of people to mourn and sulk with him. It was the people that prayed and saw God with him. There's a difference there. So Proverbs 28:17 says, um, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And you know what? I need someone that gets a, a squad that gets around me and says, you know what, Josh? We're going to believe for better. We're going to believe for a breakthrough here. Right? So an, an example could be, now, I don't wish this upon anyone. You might get a, a, a statement that says you've got cancer. Now, you know what? I might go, Sean, I've got cancer. I don't need Sean to go with me and go, 
you know what, Josh? That's so sad. <laughs> you know what? No, no, I need a Sean in, in my squad and Leanna, Claire, whoever my squad is, Pete. I need my squad to get around me and go, you know what? In the name of Jesus, cancer gone. We bind that thing. You don't belong here. I need a, a squad that gets around me and prays with me. Yes, there's a time to mourn and get upset, yes. But more importantly than that, we need a squad that pray together for an answer of God. Does that make sense? And so I want you to get a, a backbone in your life to go, you know what, there is, up, being upset and mourning for things is okay. If your parents are getting divorced, yes, I understand there's a time where we can grieve with you. But we gotta, we got to go a step further, not just grieve, but come together and pray because that's what squads are for. We're meant to come together in community to pray and believe for a breakthrough. And if it happened for Daniel, it can happen for you. You've got to get your squad, squad it, pause, and have a praise rate, yeah? So... In closing, in closing, I want to tell you a story about an awesome example that I saw. It wasn't quite a squad, it was a duo. Who remember, who's seen the Unoffendable merch? That was released at the Unoffendable Conference in 2017. Pastor Sam Long was here. And I have two sisters. Well, I got three. But two of my sisters at that conference got inspired to God to pray for their school. And so that was Leanna and Carmel. And so after the last night of conference, they drove to Navigator College and said, you know what, we're inspired, we're going to pray for our school. Because you know what, they understood, we're not doing this by ourselves, we're going to come together and pray and believe for a miracle. And I believe there's got to be squads in this youth ministry, where you, you might be at Navigator College, you might be at the high school, you, you might make a thing. Every Monday of the week, we're going to meet together at 8 o'clock before school starts, and we're going to pray for half an hour. I believe for squads in our youth ministry to go, you know what, we're going to come together, I'm not going to be winning the school by myself, I'm going to get around people, and we're going to believe for miracles. Is that cool? I've seen Leanna do it, I've seen Carmel do it, I'm going to see other squads in this youth ministry get that revelation and do it. So, in final point, Daniel faced a bad situation, and he found himself a squad. Who, and I want to ask you, who's your squad? Who do you get around in the hard times? Do you get around people that just cry with you? Or do you get around people that pray with you? We're not going to be a youth ministry of squads that cry. There is a time for that. But we're going to be a youth ministry of squads that pray together passionately and see miracles and see praise breaks. Yeah? I believe for that. And, the, and finally, and where, are you the squad that someone needs? We may, I might not ever have a parent get divorced. I might not ever be the one that gets cancer. But am I in a squad that when my friend is broken, am I the person that they come to in the hard time? Daniel came to people when he had the death sentence. Who do I go, like, am I the person that Daniel can come to in my life when he faces the issue? And I want us to be that. So what we're going to do, right, and so, um, yeah, are we, another, are we the squad that people need or are we the squad that just cries with them with no support? We're not called to be that. If we can, we're going to welcome up the music team again. And we're just going to, um, we're going to, we're going to sing that. I don't know, is it possible to do the laugh pass to Waymaker? Are we able to start it from like, even when I don't feel like you're working, is that able or not? Can we do that? Doubt it. Okay. Well, we're just, we're just going to do half of it. When I get up on the stage, we'll cut it. We're just going to, I'm going to pray right now for you go, you know what, Josh, if we can stand up, music team, get up, get up, get up, get up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Trying to get the atmosphere going. So if you can stand up right now, what we're going to do is, I want to pray. Yeah, you can move up. Thank you, Sean. We're going we're gonna to pray for some things. I want to pray for the two areas of, of us as a youth ministry. The first one is, I'm going to pray for, if you go, you know what? I want to be the squad. Can we stand up? Stand up. Come down. Shuffle your way down to the front. Thank you, Noah. Right. In Jesus' name, be healed. 
if, if you go, you know what, I'm gonna, I want to make a commitment to be a, 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 a member of a squad that, I, that I'm the one that someone comes to in their issue. I am the one that, that my friends come to in a problem. I want to I pray for you as, as we sing and we're going to believe that you can have the words and the faith to see miracles happen in your people around you. Is that cool? Yeah. Great. All right. Let's lead us.